I'm Noah. And I'm Ben. And you're listening to Product Journey. Hello, Ben. Hey, hey. Good morning. Um, has that has anyone ever, uh, you know, called you Ben and then kind of thought of you as like Obi Wan Kenobi, Ben Kenobi? No, I've never heard of that one. <laughs> <laughs> Star Wars? Yeah, is like is there a Ben Kenobi? No, is there? Um, well, so it's Obi Wan, <laughs> but there are people that call him Ben for short. Oh, I had no idea. No, I've never heard that yeah. one. <laughs> yeah, you're you're a Jedi. A Jedi Master. <laughs> Could be worse. <laughs> no, that would be sweet. I mean, when I was a kid, that was that was my dream. You know, grow up to be a Jedi someday. <laughs> <laughs> what most people don't know is that my actual real name is Benjamin, and it's like nobody says that though. <laughs> yeah, they're like, oh, that's too hard. That's too long. I'll just. I'll it's, just stop it, Ben. It's actually funny. All the time when I do contracts or whatever with people with the internet, they just put in Ben Man. It's actually not the real name, so they kind of have to change it all the time because it's not legally correct if, if it just says Ben. <laughs> oh, man. Making it difficult on your clients. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, that's funny. Uh, yeah, so today is going to be a fun episode because we're going to be talking about our NFT project, our yes. secret NFT project uh, that you kind of hinted that we were working on last episode. Uh, so it should be fun because we're we we're not saying too much about what it is yet. Um, so why are we why are we doing that, Ben? Yeah, but... <laughs> <laughs> I I want to preface that with it's interesting how we're going to talk about a secret without you know, saying, <laughs> saying too much. Um, <laughs> well, why are we doing that? Uh, I think it was actually your idea to, uh, I think you had something else in mind that was closer to a SaaS around NFTs. Uh, and we, mm, we phoned yes. over that on a Sunday morning, my time, I was out on a walk and it kind of evolved into just an NFT project in a way. Um, and yep. I don't know, for me, I think it's real interesting to, you know, just try, try to build something like that. I've never really done that. Uh, I do think that a DAP um, is not too much different from any other uh, application that we're used to building, but the whole minting process, um, generating the NFTs, uh, yeah, the, the whole contract side of it, all of that is, you know, I've never really touched that. And yeah, I mean, I just like learning and that's that's one of the big reasons for me is just to try and, you know, learn along the way. I mean, you're you're spareheading the contract part. Um, but yeah, there's definitely stuff that I can learn from just looking over how you're doing it. And yeah, mm -hmm. learning is a big one. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably that's probably the same for me. Like I, I, I like learning new things. And I think with NFTs, it's like it's it's it had like a huge NFTs had a huge year this last year and it was really interesting to kind of follow that and kind of see what was going on in the space and uh, then you know there's all this new stuff going on with web 3 and everyone's talking about it and I guess for me it was kind of just like just kind of intriguing to like oh what's going on in this world and um, <clears throat> you know everyone talks about it being the next big thing and actually um, the more research and the more digging I do, like the more I'm, I feel like, 
yeah, this is going to be a pretty big thing, like all this Web3 stuff, NFT stuff. Like, who knows when? Like, it probably, it could take a while um, or exactly how it's going to come. But I, I think eventually it will be a pretty big thing in, in, you know, tech and stuff. And so for me, it's like, okay, well, I mean, I, I feel like um, I'm, I, I'm probably going to have to learn some of this stuff eventually someday. And like, why not figure it out a little bit earlier? And um, yeah, because it's, it's really fun. It's kind of fun to be on the cutting edge of, of something. I'm, I'm not usually like an early adopter kind of person, typically. I don't, are you an early adopter person? Uh, especially when it comes to web technologies, that kind of shifted in a way because I've just been doing it for so long now, like 10 years. And, you know, in, in the early years, like the first five, I would say I was jumping on everything right away without questioning, mm -hmm. right? And then at some point you like reach the level where it's like, you know, just use whatever is already there. Just, you know, the reliable stuff gets more important because you're working for bigger clients with <laughs> lame tech anyway. So <laughs> uh, that kind of takes over. And now it's more, probably more considerate, um, but I'm actually kind of more back at, you know, jumping into new stuff and then, you know, just blogging about it on All Run, for example. That's, I really enjoy doing that. And that gives me like an excuse to try new stuff. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I guess with all around, it kind of forces you to do that, which is cool. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that, that's kind of how I've, I've been too a little bit. I mean, I haven't been in the, the field as long as you, but yeah, I know, especially for me, the first couple of years, like I would just try all these different things, all this stuff coming out, all the new JS frameworks. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, cause you know, there's hundreds of those and, um, yeah, eventually I kind of just landed on one and just kind of have stuck st stuck with it. I think maybe eventually you kind of find that really there's the the different frameworks aren't that much better, especially if, you know, you're jumping between ones that are coming out in the same year or whatever. Like, sure, eventually after a 10-year period, there probably is something better out there that you could be using. Um, and so maybe it makes sense that, you know, change every 10 years or something like that, um, depending on what you're working on. But yeah, I think you just kind of learn like, oh, actually, I can kind of do what I need to do with this framework I already have and why go learn that new thing. Um, yep. Yeah, it's always like concept over code or over syntax. That's what I would say. Like hooks are in Vue.js, but they are also in React. Next.js is the same thing as React, basically. So, yeah, uh, you know, mm -hmm. it's, they, they are all not that far apart. And if you understand the underlying basics, yeah. <laughs> With Web, but I, Web3, though, that, that kind of changes, right? Like the whole blockchain uh, yeah. and Solidity stuff. That's that's different. <laughs> right. Right, for sure. And then I'm not really even like an early adopter with like products, typically. Like <clears throat> some people like to go and try out all the new products, you know, as a, on the consumer side and like, oh, I was one of the first people to use this product and, and see what a new technology in there looks like. I'm, I typically am not like that. I'm typically like, well, I'll wait till, you know, a few thousand people try it out and, and yeah. bang out the issues and then I'll go <laughs> and uh, take a look. Yep. Um, but actually with, with Potion, I have been a little bit of early person with a couple of tools that I've used, I guess just because I found that there was maybe some tools I needed that specifically helped me with what I was doing with Potion where there just wasn't much out there. 
So like for one, I was actually like their first user and I still use them for potion today. Like a couple things like that. Plus I, I kind of like helping other or supporting other bootstrappers. So it's kind of a cool way to do that um, when, and, and be kind of early on some product or something. Yep. Um, but yeah. <clears throat> so yeah, that's, I guess that's, that's kind of why we wanted to do this kind of learn, figure out some stuff. Um, I guess why we're being secretive about it just so that um, maybe that's more clear is the I think that the NFT space is kind of in a weird I mean it's it's in a very early phase I think and so I to me I think that that makes the idea have some more value to it than like like a lot of the things that are happening are so new that like the idea is kind of part of what makes it valuable in a way where I think as things mature um, the secrecy of the idea won't be as important because it'll be more about the ex execution. It'll more be about like doing things that have already been done just in a little bit different way or for a different uh, market or use case. And it won't be like this new stuff that I feel like we're kind of doing some newer things I haven't seen before. And I don't know, it just, it's, the other thing with NFTs is it's like, there's something with, um, I mean, I guess it's part of the hype kind of part, but like kind of like not showing everything all at once allows it to kind of be something that people gradually kind of start to learn about and like are interested in. It kind of like keeps that carrot in front of them so that they want to keep learning more, I guess. I don't know. That's that's at least what happens um, or what the NFT space kind of looks like right now. Um, but yeah, I, I think that's kind of kind of why. <clears throat> yeah. Did you have any thoughts about that? Yeah, totally. Because it's it's very different from what we're used to do over the last two years, right? Where we basically, uh, <laughs> yeah, do do everything in public even before we have the product. We're you know sharing all the iterations towards it, and now we kind of have to hold back on that because it's kind of the wild west out there. There were projects like those baby apes where uh, they, I think they tried their or they they kind of gave away their uh, original PFP images uh, on the test nets and then they got stolen and somebody else grabbed the Twitter handle and you know just opened a discord <laughs> and minted their their NFTs basically and yeah it was obviously fake but not not so obvious in the moment like looking back at it they all got scammed basically just because they weren't super careful about it and even just that risk of like having people steal the idea and just running with it and being like, hey, this is our project. Ugh, yeah, you, you don't really want that to happen. And on top of that, we have kind of an interesting mechanic that we haven't really seen anywhere. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that, that is a good thought though, that because that is kind of the other thing is like just being aware of like scams and stuff. Like if you put everything out there right in the beginning, then, you know, scammers and, and stuff can kind of like maybe find some loopholes <clears throat> where if you know everything is kind of in a short period of time to the launch um it might not allow them to kind of have the time they need to kind of go and find things or whatever um so it kind of stops that a little bit too uh, which is good yeah, but yeah i and think I'm, what if yeah go ahead yeah go ahead <laughs> Sorry. So, so if you compare that with a SaaS, it, it usually doesn't really work that way because you, you have built up that anticipation and people, you know, like you, ha you have your wait list and whatnot. And also you, it, it is not that super easy to replicate the, the whole SaaS that you have built up to that point, even if it's just an MVP. Mm -hmm. 
way harder to pull off. So yeah, very, very different. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> yeah. I think it's interesting to think about like the way you start a project and build a, build out a project. Cause like you're saying, we're used to SAS. I really like the build in public thing. Like we like sharing what we're doing in public and for me, like that whole process is kind of almost a part of my thinking process of like getting feedback, knowing how a project's going, seeing like responses to things. And it really helps with like knowing if you're going in the right direction with what you're building. Where with this, it feels like we just like went in a cave and <laughs> we're, <laughs> we won't come out till we're like ready to go basically. And that's kind of nerve wracking. Yeah. And yeah <laughs> it almost yeah it, it definitely makes it riskier i want to go out there and you know like ask people what they think about the idea but we really can't do that so who knows what happens when we launch that thing it's like black hole right no idea <laughs> yeah i mean i've i've asked a couple people i mean i think you can ask a, a few people if you you know you trust them you don't think they're gonna go tell the whole world um, Maybe I should. <laughs> yeah you should <laughs> um but yeah it's that at least that has been a little helpful um, but even then, it's like, because the NFT space is so new, it's like, no one really, like, we don't really know what's going to happen. Like, <laughs> it's yep. really hard to know, because it's like, oh, we're doing this new thing that hasn't been done before. I mean, we have nothing to base off of how it's going to go and what's going to happen. So it's, it's also just hard for that reason, because things are so new. Also, in the <laughs> NFT space things are just changing all the time. Like new projects are coming out every week that are doing new things. And then like the, the market's kind of switching and going in new ways. So it's just like, Oh, what, what do we do with that? <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that, that makes it a little, a little tricky, I guess. Um, that kind of goes to the next kind of question. What, what do you think has been, challenging about working on this project yep yeah well the secrecy is definitely a big part of it <laughs> that you have to be super careful about everything uh i think it's it's challenging in a lot of ways actually because we have to do a lot of stuff that we've never done before like connecting like creating a discord server connecting all the stuff that you need there i've never done that before um mm -hmm. for me because i'm the one right now in charge of generating all the images <laughs> uh there there are certain technical challenges i'm trying to dance around that here a little bit but there are certain technical challenges in just creating those because it's not just pfps that we could commission to an artist um mm -hmm. and so yeah that that turns into a technical challenge now uh but i think we have a pretty neat solution around the corner uh but yeah that was interesting to to see if like how, how we pulled that off in a way uh <laughs> might be interesting to share that at a later point um and yeah i mean apart from that i see a lot of similarities in building a regular application because that's what we still have to do right now basically right we still have to build that little depth for it um, yeah yeah but but also a big part of it is marketing and coming even coming up with the ideas of how to build up that hype without giving away anything uh yeah that just seems very different again from i mean it's it's a, in a way it's similar because you want to build up like you know you want to have like pre-sales and whatnot so you want to build up a list uh, that's kind of similar but at the same time you can't really say what it's for <laughs> and that that makes it hard <laughs> yeah 
yeah, um, here, come uh, buy or jump on this train of getting this thing that you don't know about. Yeah, here, here's a jar <laughs> of air. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that, that is tricky. Um, that was, yeah, that's one of the things I had is the marketing. I mean, because, um, I mean, we, we do some marketing, like we do some marketing for our own businesses and stuff and figuring that out, but not by, by trade, we aren't marketers. And then like, I think the big thing with marketing is just like understanding the people that you're, you know, marketing to. And I don't know that I think the NFT space is so new. It's like, I think it's hard to wrap your head around just like what people want and what's valuable to them and how to market to those people. And I, I think why it's tricky is because there's people that are in, a, in NFTs for very different reasons. Um, excuse me. <clears throat> but um, so, yeah, then it's like hard to know because it's like, you know, there's people in the NFT space for different reasons. It's hard to understand maybe why. Um, and so, yeah, I feel like the marketing is really tricky. It's, um, yeah, a lot of the reasons you said, I think, makes it a, a very tricky thing. Um, one of the hard things that I've been dealing with, um, since I'm, I'm working on the contract for the, the project is, I mean, I think, uh, it's been really fun actually writing on the blockchain. Um, the cool thing about the blockchain is that all the, all the data, everything you have is there like on the blockchain. So it's, it's kind of like a, it's almost like a simpler program in a way because you don't have to connect to different endpoints you don't have to worry about network stuff in that sense of like knowing how some other api works and then connecting to it make sure you have all your data right and you're parsing that correctly and all that stuff it's like all the data you have is just here on the blockchain um, you're just using that you're just writing some logic around it and that's kind of it in a way <clears throat> so in a way it's kind of simpler um, which is it's kind of nice uh, the challenge, though, is that once you put your contract up on the blockchain, um, it's it's there for good. Like it's immutable. You can't change it. If there's any bugs that are on there, then like uh, that's that's it. <laughs> you got a bug yep. on there. Yep. Um, I mean, so the one thing you can do is you can like make a second contract that fixes it and then like a V2 and then you'd have to kind of migrate everyone over to that contract. But just to do that would be kind of difficult and you might lose some people, lose some value in that process because you know, you're kind of moving away from the original contract. Um, so yeah, that, that makes it really hard. And so I've just been like trying to be really careful. Um, I'm doing a lot of unit testing. I don't think I've ever done so much unit testing on, on, on code. <laughs> like I think I actually almost have like a hundred percent I mean, I think I do. It's like almost like a hundred percent actually tested throughout <laughs> everything. <laughs> but that um, makes sense, I think. Yeah, yeah, I think it makes sense, and it definitely makes uh, me feel better about it because you don't want to just like put broken code up on the blockchain. Because um, the other part is that on the Ethereum blockchain, which is what we're building on, is it's really expensive. Like just the gas and everything is super expensive. And so I don't know exactly how much it's going to be, but I was calculating that it could be something like $6,000 to just put our contract up on the blockchain, which is 
pretty insane. Yeah, it's a <laughs> lot of money. Yeah. <laughs> and and that's just nerve-wracking cuz you're like, all right, we got we got one shot. We got one shot to make this happen. <laughs> <laughs> or it's just yeah. gonna cost us more money <laughs> this is really like we're we're building a sculpture out of gold right and once it's done we can't really change it and it's super expensive so yeah <laughs> if you mess that one up you're yeah that's not that's no good <laughs> right so the good news is you know they do have like these test nets where we can do lots of testing we can deploy it on there for free basically and we can do lots of testing on there make sure everything works and and all that so we're gonna do a lot of that um, but yeah, just the, the challenge of the blockchain being immutable, all that costs, um, makes it a little nerve wracking and, um, add some, some challenges, but I think we will overcome them and, uh, <laughs> I hope so. It would be good. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So, okay. Any, any other challenges? Uh, not, not that I know of yet. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, some challenges that might pop pop out at us and like, ah, oh, I didn't know this was going to happen. Yeah, I so mean, there one, will be some, I guess, but who knows. Yeah, one one challenge I can foresee. I mean, um and actually I've heard some other NFT like creators talking about this. And so maybe once we're actually in the thick of it, maybe we can we'll have to talk about it again. Um but you know, with NFTs, you know, with crypto, like it is kind of crazy because it's like there's actually money on the line. Like we're dealing with real money here, um, which is which is cool that we're able to do that. But I think also that kind of adds a little bit of pressure um, of like you know, like we want to do well with the the community and the people that hopefully you know invest into what we're doing and that community we're creating because it's like we're we're handling actual money, their money. And we want it to be valuable for them. We want it to be great for them. And so I think that adds a little extra pressure. Like there's a little more pressure on the line because of that, um, that, you know, we want to do a good job with this project. We want to make that work. Um, and so, yeah, I feel, I think I feel a little bit extra pressure because of those kind of things. It's almost like if you were a coder and, you know, you're writing the code that handles like setting off like a, a, a bomb or something like that, or, <laughs> <laughs> you know like those maybe not that, that bad but yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah not that bad but you know what i mean like i don't think i'd ever want to be the programmer that has to like write the code that's like handling like the deployment of a of a nuke or something or or like of a, a plane like or or actually i guess an, another good one is like these like new kind of like uh things that surgeons use like little like robots that surgeons oh, use yeah, to like yeah. work on you know actually like work on people and stuff like that would be you know if you wrote a line of code uh, that you know a bug that could that could actually like hurt somebody um i don't know i feel like there's extra intensity for those kind of yeah <laughs> those kind of programs for sure <laughs> it's like it's 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 a mix of writing billing logic and writing code for the mars rover right because once you send it off you you know, you, you know you either messed up or it's working. That's why NASA has so many eyes on on the same line of code, right? And we kind of yeah. don't have that because it's just three of us. <laughs> yeah. So I guess um, in a way, this kind of goes into another topic that I think would be interesting to talk about. Um, that I kind of struggle with a little bit is the idea that like 
a lot of these NFT projects are kind of just like built around hype. And that's like, that's just it. Like, that's all it is. <laughs> and yep. it's like, maybe, and I think a lot of projects that are not actually returning the value that they maybe promise, or, you know, they have these long roadmaps of all these things. Um, and they're not actually ending up doing those. So it feels a little weird to like, kind of be a part of that system or be a part of that market and just like hand, trying to figure out like how do we handle like building up the hype um in a way that's you know helpful for the project to get more eyeballs on it but not in a way that's just like over promising or um making it seem like we're going to do something and then that not working out because like we said in some ways we don't have complete control of what's going to happen either like it's it's kind of just see what happens see how the community um takes to it and that kind of stuff so i feel like that's i don't know that's that's a little hard for me to wrap around like how to do that part kind of like the the parts up to launch of kind of like building up um a little bit of hype or or getting people to know about it um do do you kind of feel that tension with that too Yep. Yeah. I think what comes into play there is what you mentioned earlier, that there are different, yeah, different intentions or different motives of, of different people, uh, buying those NFTs. Right. I think a lot of those speculating on, uh, on projects going up and just the hype, they're just in it for the money. And I just mm -hmm. hope that with what we're doing, we're not attracting that kind of <laughs> incentive, uh, at least not like the majority of, of people should be there for other reasons because of the mechanics that we're building into it. Um, mm -hmm. I, I just think that would be good. And I can see that happening. I don't think you would buy that NFT necessarily if you're just speculating on the, on the price going up, but because you're interested in the mechanics and we could potentially have some payouts and whatnot. And yeah, I just think that that's how I see it or have, have thought about it so far. I don't think you will buy this yeah. NFT and gamble on it 5xing over the next three months or, th or something like that well see that's <clears throat> that's where it gets a little hairy because i think what happens is if you know you do have an interesting unique and like a good project then that's when those people come around they're like oh this is like a new thing like people are gonna love this like i'll uh make some money off of it you know like that's i mean that's that's kind of part of it in a way that it, it just like a good project will attract those kind of people i think um i mean i think there is a way we can kind of build up our discord and stuff like that where ho hopefully it's you know it's it's more about people wanting to be a part of the community enjoying that space um that we can keep more people in in line with that <clears throat> but i don't know it's it's hard to to completely control that i guess from our end yeah you might be right <laughs> Yeah. Um, so the other thing that makes me think about is it's been a little interesting to build in the crypto community because the crypto community, kind of like we talked about a little bit, is it's just different. Like um, it's different from kind of our, our bootstrapping community. Like I love our bootstrapping community on Twitter. Like the people on Twitter that are indie hackers, bootstrappers, like they're just pretty like pretty sweet people. Like they're they're kind they're helpful like um it's just a great community to be a part of where it's like everyone's kind of looking out for each other a little bit and i feel like the crypto community isn't exactly like that like 
there's you know lots of people like we talked about with like different motives of why they're interested in crypto and people that are kind of just shilling their own stuff just to maybe make money like you have to watch out for that stuff you have to watch yeah. out for scammers i feel like people aren't as friendly ish um i don't yeah so that that's that's kind of been a little new <laughs> <laughs> yep, and, and not just that. Like there, there are people who are completely opposed to it, right? Where they don't like NFTs at all. They think it's a scheme and whatnot. And yeah, it it is definitely different than being in this mostly supportive group of bootstrappers. Yeah, very mm -hmm. different. Um, and yeah, I, I think it's gonna be interesting to see if we manage to at least with a majority of people attract nice people. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I mean, I've met lots of nice people in the crypto space um, as well. So don't get me wrong. I've, I've met lots of people that yeah, are really yeah. helpful. They want to kind of help people learn about the space. And yeah, so there's definitely those people there. I just think you can find the other kind of group of people as well. And um, yeah, I think hopefully hopefully we can figure that out. And uh, yeah, just build a community that's really helpful and and um, kind of like the, the bootstrapping community that we already enjoy. So yep. yeah, that, that makes it different. Um, let's see, so how about, uh, well, so I guess going back, I think one of the reasons that we've also wanted to do this, or at least that I wanted to, is I thought it'd be fun to work on a, a project with you. And that, that has been fun. It has been pretty fun working on something, kind of going back and forth and how to do yep. things. Uh, we have, we'll have to show this at some point. We have a, an office actually. Um, oh yeah, that's, that is, oh man, that is great. That's like the highlight of the month so far. Have you, have you been to the office yet recently? Yeah, I saw that you built some, some stuff in there for yourself. Oh. Not just staring at the yes. blank wall anymore. <laughs> yes, I bought, I, I built some cool stuff. I actually kind of added to your, your office space a little bit too, um, but yeah, so basically, I think it's called Gather Town, and yep. we have like a virtual office. It's like a 2D kind of almost like a little game where yeah. we can walk around in you and and kind of like Minecraft, you can build a space, you can build an office rooms and desks and put objects and stuff in there. And so we made like this office for our project and um we can we basically can work in there and then you can like walk up to someone and then just start like talking to them kind of like in real life a little bit where their video will pop up or their their mic will come up and then you can start having a conversation um it's it's been kind of fun uh so I, i've been enjoying the office yep and, and they're actually super smart about it right like you can you can place a whiteboard somewhere and predefine what, what website it should show and there's like collaboration tools built into those whiteboards I think they did a really great job and I enjoy that a lot more than what like what people at Meta and other places are planning where you just replicate like a workplace and everybody just sits around a, a 3D table, right? Like that sounds pretty horrible to me. And just having it yeah. inside that game, that is that is super cool. And another thing yeah. they did really well uh, is, is with, the, with the Mac app, they have that little hovering. If you tap away, they have a little hovering window, which is focused on your little player, right? And so you can see if other people step close to you to uh, to chat with you. And that's yeah. really, really neat. So they, yeah, I, mean, I think they did a really great job with that. It's fun to use. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I think, I mean, I'm sure I'll try it someday. 
uh, once it takes over. But I think the the idea of like working in a virtual reality space, like where you're in goggles or whatever, like that does kind of sound <laughs> kind of terrible. <laughs> like I don't want to just have to be there kind of thing. And that's what I like about this, where it's, it's just opened up on a tab, one of your tabs. Yeah. And otherwise, you're kind of just doing stuff like normal. You're not having to be completely in that world, but like it is kind of an interesting way to kind of feel like you're more connected to the people you're working with in a bit. Um, and I was actually thinking that this would could actually be, if they turn this into kind of more of a crypto, like NFT kind of platform, like I could see that actually helping it as well. Cause I, I think that could almost be like a future idea that could be really cool. Maybe, maybe our next uh, web three thing um, <laughs> where basically you have I mean, it could come become like a, a cool meetup place, but for people working um, or just like work kind of meetups where you might want to go there to like see someone, you know, that's created a cool company or, or like connect with people that are in your kind of space on a, a, a little bit deeper level and kind of feel like you're in the same place with them. And then like, you know, crypto and stuff could kind of be what monetizes that and and gets people in the same room and stuff like that um i, I mean i kind of want to show people our uh our our office and have them like give a tour <laughs> <laughs> yeah uh, e either way i think this is way better than like if I, I don't know man like if you're bringing the office to to the virtual reality i think the the most boring thing you can imagine is just replicating a meeting room right <laughs> <laughs> that sounds pretty horrible like you have all the options in the world that you can think of but all you do is replicating a table and we're all sitting around it that that's a bad idea <laughs> like that can't be it <laughs> yeah so this is definitely like we're trying to make better, it better than uh, work yeah it, it should be more fun not less or you know worse or whatever um so, so yeah this is definitely a good step into the right direction make it more fun yeah, <laughs> yeah so um I guess one other thing to say about our NFT project that was pretty cool was we actually got, we, we won a grant, a, a $5,000 oh, yeah. grant from Cash Money. And so I guess Cash Money, they I guess it's a couple of investor guys that basically want to just kind of help stimulate the the Web3 sphere. They they didn't want anything in return, which was pretty pretty nice and pretty cool. Which is pretty but crazy, kind of, yes. <laughs> yeah, they just wanted to kind of help kind of push Web3 forward by seeing some cool projects made. And um, in the process of doing that, we're supposed to kind of like build in public a little bit. Um, and what we kind of landed on, since we don't want to share everything all the time, I'm actually kind of creating some behind the scenes videos, kind of like what I do for Potion, where I'm kind of like going through the progress we're making, decisions we're making, and then <laughs> once we actually launch, then I'll release those videos. And it should be kind of cool um, to kind of, so people can actually like see the process of, of making this NFT project. Yep. And, um, but yeah, that was really cool um, that we, we won that grant because um, like we said, the uh, the fees just to put our contract up on the the blockchain can be expensive. So this that that money will kind of help with that kind of thing. Um, so yeah, that was that was really nice. Yeah, um, that definitely took out a lot of risk from from the money perspective, right? Yeah. So 
uh, as we kind of end here, I was thinking we should just kind of share maybe our plan. Obviously, we can't share everything. But just like generally, I think that, you know, we'll, we'll try to share as much as we can as we go. Like the closer we get to our launch date, the more like we'll be sharing about the project. And I think the plan is like two weeks before the mint is maybe when we'll actually like everything will kind of, you know, on the website will be shown and people will actually be able to see what we've built and and know about it so that then they can, you know, decide if they want to jump in or not. Um, and I'm not really sure when we're going to launch. Like we, we, we kind of want to get everything ready um, and then, you know, do some marketing, figuring out how to kind of build that up, build up our discord. So I don't know, like I, it might be, we, we had first talked about like mid February. Um, but I think, I don't know, it, it, it might be still a couple months, a month or two months away still. Maybe it just kind of depends on how long things take. Q1, uh, we're aiming for Q1. <laughs> when's, the, when's Q1 in? Uh, March, March? end of March? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Yeah, maybe Q1. I don't know. Um, but so we actually, we do have another guy that's helping us work on this. His name's Drew. He's a friend of mine. So it's actually Drew, me, and Ben that are working on this. And um, oh, yeah, we should actually, maybe we should share a little bit about the different parts that we're kind of each taking um so you already kind of said you're, you're working on the actual nft images what else yep everything web basically right like i'm i'm building the landing pages <laughs> doing the whole dap thing uh and then at some point like there's this intersection where it is you know sign up with your wallet which is kind of <laughs> which lives kind of in both worlds right but everything web dev is kind of my department <laughs> yeah yeah, and I hope to help with some of the DAP stuff kind of once we get there. Because um, right now I'm working on Solidity, like the contract, so everything on the blockchain and really getting that to go. And I feel like, um, yeah, I might be kind of gluing some things together once we get to the kind of connection points. Um, and I'll probably be doing some marketing. I mean, we'll probably all be kind of trying to do some marketing kind of stuff, but I'll probably be doing some with that. And then Drew has been, he's hes done a ton of like data analytics, data gathering kind of stuff for his like jobs. And so for our project, that's what he's been doing is like getting all the data that we need and kind of putting that together. Um, and then he's kind of in charge of our discord and figuring out how to connect all that up. Um, so yeah, there's there's actually a lot of different parts to like making a, one of these kind of projects. Work. Also, because we're basically generating all the NFTs from the data, that is that is a big chunk of data, actually. <laughs> yeah, yep, yeah. And we got to make sure it's all correct, and so yeah, that's that's kind of what it's been. And and I think you know, so hopefully we'll probably talk about it again on the podcast at some point as we can share more. Um, so that'll be fun. But otherwise, I mean, this podcast will probably be like normal, um, <clears throat> and we'll just share. Yep as much of this as we can. Otherwise we'll be, you know, talking about our, our normal SaaS projects and stuff. Yep. Occasional NFT episodes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Sweet. Well, uh, hopefully this was interesting to hear about <clears throat> for everybody. And, uh, yeah, it was fun to talk about. Uh, so yeah, talk to you in another episode and talk to you later. See you next week.